You're listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan, and I am so pumped that you've decided to join us. And so a lot of you are probably thinking, so why Splash? Well, I believe we're all in a drought. I think there's some areas of our life that we're just depleted, we're drained. Uh, it might be in our marriages, it might be raising kids, it might be in your workplace, you're just stuck in a job you can't stand, it might be in your community. And we're here to offer you an opportunity to rehydrate. We're going to take this time together and rehydrate. Some of you are splashing and there's amazing splashes going on in your life right now. You got just got your ultimate dream job. Mr. Wonderful popped the question. You found out you were pregnant. You just ended a terrible relationship and you're thrilled about it. I mean, who knows? Or you're on an adventure of a lifetime right now and you, you have a new focus. But there's sometimes we are hit. We're hit with a tsunami and it doesn't feel well. And we need a safe place to be able to be real, to be transparent and to get rehydrated and refocused to run the race that God has set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Because God's in the victory business, people. He wins. So the faster we can get replenished and rehydrated, the faster we can be making an impact in our communities, in our homes, in our lives, and in the world in general. So thank you for joining us. We are super excited to hop in. I cannot wait for you to meet Barbara Cameron. Some of you know her as, you know, the famous mother to Kirk Cameron and Candace Cameron. But she also has two other amazing kids, Melissa and Bridget, 17 grandchildren, 18th on the way because Bridget decided to adopt in her 40s, but that's a cool story in itself. But we're excited to just be transparent. We in no way <laughs> have the answers to everything, but we know where to find them. And we call that the Bible. And it's a bestseller, so don't be freaking out. Some of you don't even like to open that book, but we're going to dust it off here for you and unpack it and dive in and find out exactly what God's plan is for our lives. So buddy, I want you to share, we're going to, we're going to get into actually Barbara's going to be my first guest. She's actually the sidekick on this show. Um, she's my like Oprah and Gail. Yeah. We're Thelma and Louise though. Um, but anyway, so our goal is to give you some truth about life. Uh, marriage, love, family, kids for Barbara, grandkids. What? Um, but to, to hopefully leave you with a perspective that can allow you to let God's love well so much in you that it will literally splash onto everyone you meet today. Mm. So let's get into the splash zone, oh buddy. I'm just like, ready. Okay, here um, we go. And before we do that, I was going to tell just a little bit if you wanted me to, sure. or do you want to go? No, go. Uh, like a little two-minute story about you myself. Because yeah. you were with me on part of this. Yes. So some of you might know my story from maybe seeing one of my TED Talks or reading um, – Love Skip Jump, my my book. Um, but back in 03, I got challenged by this chick in my kitchen who was over here. I don't I never saw her again. Remember, I never saw her again. Right. She mm-hmm. might have been an angel from heaven. I don't even know. But a neighbor who I didn't really know either invites this chick I don't know at all who was visiting her to my kitchen. We're all eating and they're talking. And she points at my refrigerator of these two little children I had been sponsoring, you know, for 38 bucks a month. I had a little girl for Brooke, our, my daughter, and a little boy for my son, Blake. Born the exact same year as my kids, right? 96 and 99. She's like, you fell for that? And points at my refrigerator. I'm kind of like, what is your name, lady? Like, you're rude. Get out of my house. Like, you know, <laughs> I was just anyone who knew me and there was like, the door. hello. Right. Like, what do you yeah. do for anybody, yeah. lady? Yeah. Right. Um, and I said, well, I guess I'm just having faith that the money's getting there. She's like, oh, well, I never really fall for those things, you know? Yeah. 
And I'm thinking, what, for 38 bucks a month, what are you falling for? So that night, though, I go to bed and I tell Bryce, my husband, I go, I'm going to Africa. I want to see where our money's going. I could be lying to our children. I could be paying for some guy's Porsche. This is ridiculous. And so he's like, honey, you need a passport for that. Like, first of all, and shots. And I go, but Bryce, you're going with me. Like, we're getting passports, shots. So long story short, my husband gets sick the night before our trip. And mind you, I told no one that we were going to come. And Bryce never gets sick. He never gets sick either. But I was going to be Diane Sawyer. Remember? I'm going to blow this thing open if it's fake. I'm contacting CNN, Fox, anybody, and MSNBC. And so I, I, he goes, you still need to go. Like, you're jacked up about this. And I'm thinking, you're going to send your only wife? Like, suck it up. Make it to Heathrow. We got to go. So the next morning, I ripped those pictures off the refrigerator, and I flew from LAX to Heathrow, from Heathrow to Entebbe, and I show up in this tiny village called Gaba in East Africa. This isn't South Africa, like in LA. No, I'm in East Africa in the middle of nowhere. Where the monkeys are in the trees. Right. And I, and I, I flew in coach, which I... That's so tight for 24 hours. Yeah. How tall are you? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, hi. I was a little cranky. Mm. I'm from America. I came to meet my two children, AR212 and GR479. Like, where are they? And this gracious woman says, follow me. And she it changed my life. Mm. She hikes me into the back lot. It looked like a movie set. Mud huts, sheets for front doors. And she points at this one hut and goes, this is Omega. This is Omega's house. And that's my girl. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my, like, pit my ride. I mean, mm-hmm. she lived in a mud hut with a sheet. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a terrible mom. So I pull the sheet back and I go inside, and this child darts at me. She goes, Mazungu, <laughs> which means white, but I didn't know that. And I didn't recognize her. She had grown so much from her little photo on my refrigerator. And I said, Omega. She goes, Yeah, I go, I'm Shalene. She goes, I know. And as I'm holding her and hugging her, like I would my little daughter, Brooke, I'm thinking, she's real. And then my eye catches the Christmas card photo of my family, which totally brought me to tears. Mm-hmm. And I basically looked at her and said, I'll get you anything. <laughs> I got an American Mama Express Shalene card. Right. American Express. <laughs> what do you need? Like, I'm like, literally, like, you got me at hello. Right. Like, I'll get you anything. And she gets this big smile on her face and she goes, I'd love a bed. And I'm like, cool, where's Target Jungle out here, you know? So it was amazing. We met Alonis too. And um, this event completely changed my lens, my life, my mission. Um, I felt like God showed me something that I used to look at and go, that's so weird. What do you mean they don't have running water? Why do they have a sheet for a front door? How come they don't have an internet? This is the 21st century. Like, that's weird. But now I look at our country, the 1% of the world that gets to live in America, like you that are listening right now, that gets to live here with Barbara and I. 1% of us live the way we do. We're weird. Our water comes in 15 different flavors, right? Propel grapes, strawberry. We've got internet. We've got, we can supersize things. We don't like it. We can return it on Amazon just like that. And we're miserable. That's right. And I'm looking at this going, they're not weird. We are. I mean, these children are living on less than $2 a day. And the truth is, if you slept in a bed last night like I did, and you had a roof over your head, and you keep your food in a refrigerator like Barb and I do, then you are richer than 75% of the entire world population. How, Yet, much, how much joy did you see? Oh, my gosh. The oh children my gosh. are just joyful. I mean, they have nothing. 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 There's a contentment that's just not that's of right. this world. That's right. 
And we have everything. We run around saying we're broke when really we're overfed and unconcerned and we need to skip that. And when I got back, that's what motivated my husband and I to create and start skipone.org. And it's the number one, skip one thing and feed a child. Skip a lunch, a latte, a pack of gum. And we've been able to, Barbara's on my board, which she's going to talk about too, but we've been able to build kitchens and put in wells at orphanages and schools here in America and around the world um, because people like you and I can skip a pack of gum or or a latte. And it's been unbelievable and, and life-changing. You've done an amazing job, buddy. It's so fun. I know. Like, it is fun. <laughs> just like I never, the gift truly belongs to the giver. Yeah. And the Bible says that, but um, I like receiving, I think, you know, and I didn't realize that I was missing out mm-hmm. on what happens when you give. Like God goes, test me about this. Right. Give, give to the least of these. But look at the splash, that little ripple. Yeah. The ripple has just gone out for years yeah and just touching people and bringing people to come alongside us it's It's crazy yeah and what's even crazier is in 2017 brookie just graduated high school you were there buddy Mm -hmm. and she graduates she's in her first year as a freshman at college and omega just graduated Mm. high school Mm. in uganda we'll try to somehow put up the pictures on the site because it's amazing to see her graduation no one in her village none of her her siblings none of her friends have ever completed high school and their school year is different than ours it's like it starts in january ends in december so she just got her marks back her her marks it's Mm -hmm. like the grades a report Mm -hmm. card they call them marks and she goes mom i passed I passed and now I can go to university. And I'm like, yes, you can. You can go to the university. You can take over the world. I, I might go make up for president. Yeah. Right. And I used to think that she'd want to move here to America. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to meet her. And I'm going to bring her here. She doesn't want to come here. She wants to be a world changer in her own country. Right. She wants to make splashes and ripples and do things that I couldn't even hope or imagine. She's just, she's fierce. I just love this girl. And it's been, it's been pretty epic watching the journey of meeting this little girl at three years old to now seeing this 18 year old young woman after God's own heart, Mm -hmm. who's completely changed my heart Mm -hmm. and the blind spots that I had about the poor. See, it's dangerous when we take our eye off the poor because we think this is normal when there's nothing normal about our American lifestyle. And, and you... It just took one person to come alongside this child mm. and just give that 35 right. bucks a month right. to tell somebody clear across the other side of the world, I see you. I love you. Mm. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to pour into you. I'm going to be intentional mm-hmm. because I see you and I love you. And you have. And it's it's amazing what... Uh, what you have done for her uh, and to watch her grow and uh, mature and just um, be a world changer for mm-hmm. her country. She's going to do it. Oh, yes. She will do it. And it, it, and just being able to bring her to America. I mean, those are all that different stories yeah. we'll share about yeah. later. But it's been crazy. But I would like right now, mm. drum roll please, to introduce you to my favorite person <laughs> on the planet, we travel the world together. She hates me calling her this, but she was my mentor, 21 years old. She's my dear, dear friend. She's my family. She is my... My buddy. Yeah. She's my buddy. buddy. She's what I call my hula hoop friend. But Barbara Cameron. Oh. Yay. 
<laughs> you know, buddy, speaking of that, yeah. people have so many misconceptions that about your children, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they'll, they will grew up watching growing pains or sure. they saw full house and now fuller house sure. and Candace was Isn't on the view. Amazing? Yeah. Is that amazing? Yeah. That's gotta be it's weird. Been fun. It's been, it's, it's not only weird. It's just, uh, Oh, I just, I'm so grateful to be able to be here today yeah. to be able to look back in the day wow. and not have any idea or a clue. I mean, nobody in our family was on television. This wasn't a desire of my husband's and mine. Our <laughs> desire was for our kids to go to school, go to college, get a good job. That's what my husband wanted. Right. I wanted them to be happy. Right. I just get married, have kids, have family, yeah. you know, that was my desire for them. But not, not to be on television. But I, as parents, you know, you, you, you see television, you see commercials and you think, oh, my kid could do that. No, I bet they're making lots of money. And oh, wouldn't that be helpful? And, for college. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. But you know what? I think we all look at TV and we, we see those, oh, carrots dangling you know to see if there's an opportunity for right. our kids to do something like that to think that it's really all all that right and uh, I know for us it was just something that happened I had a friend who um, whose child was in the business and we were neighbors and uh, we both moved from that uh, location about five years after that uh, we ran into each other and she said, I, I was showing her some pictures, and I had four children then at the time. And she said, you know, I think, you're, I think you ought to take your kids in to see my agent. And I'm like, why? And she said, I don't know. I just think they're really cute, and I think that they would, they would work. And I'm like, really? I don't know. I, I really don't think so. And she says, give me those pictures. Oh, my gosh. And I, she said, ah! I'm taking them to to see my agent. I'm going to send them to her and let her look at them. And I'm like, okay, great, fine, whatever. You know, I didn't have any. Right. You didn't go care. ahead. I yeah. didn't care. And, uh, You're like, shut up. Quit bothering me about it. Yeah. <laughs> so she called uh, a couple days later and she said, well, Iris Burton, who was one of the top children's agents yeah. in Los Angeles no, and New York. She was this little New York Jewish woman. Yeah. And her voice was like this. And this is the way she talked. Totally. Okay. And so when I went in for the audition, you know, she's sitting there smoking on her cigarette, you know, and she's got this little New York accent. Totally. Oh, my gosh. She just. I mean, she was my, a girl boss. Oh, I remember walking up to her office with all four of my little babies behind me. And we walked in and uh, she was on the phone and smoking her cigarette. And we sat on the couch. We were all lined up sitting on the couch. And, and uh, okay, honey, uh, yeah, what's his name? Oh, Kirk. Okay, Kirk, come over here and stand in front of me and say these words. And so, you know, yeah. she gave him some lines and she, okay, good, say this one. He said that one. Okay, next, sit down. And, and this is the way she did each one of them. Okay. And I'm just sitting there, just silent. I mean, and then in her office, okay, she had all these pictures of all these celebrity kids who had been working on the hottest you, shows you, and right. movies. And you, yeah. and you know, you're just kind of looking in amazement and you're thinking, wow, we're here. And, and of course, she, then she's done with everybody. Right. And she says, okay, honey, I'll take him. I'll take uh, her and uh, bring the baby back in about a year. But wait, get me some pictures. And then I, she said that in front of all four kids. Yeah. And so it's, and mine, I'm clueless, okay? Right. I mean, I'm just like, 
I didn't. I was. You just splashed into shark infested waters. That's what you splashed into. So anyway, um, she says, get some pictures and send them to me and I'll, you know, we'll start sending the kids out. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm walking down to the car. Robert took them. Robert was with us too. And uh, he walked down to the car and uh, the kids were all running, you know, and I was kind of in the back and uh, I see my little daughter, Bridget. She's down at the bottom of the the stair, the path there. And uh, I see her looking up at me with this big smile, you know, like she was so excited because she knew I had gone back. I had kind of forgot, you know, that yeah. she, she wasn't chosen. And she, I remember when we were walking down the path, that's what it was. We were walking down the path and she was tugging on me, on my sweater. And she says, mommy, mommy, what about me? Oh, she didn't pick me. Mm. And that's when I ran back up. The kids were all down by the car. I ran back up to the office right. and I said, Iris, I said, what about Bridget? She's our little performer. She's a little actress. You know, she, she pantomimes with the hairbrush, right. you know, to yeah. Donnie and Marie. You know? <laughs> and, uh, no, honey, she won't work. And I'm like, what? She says, no, honey. And that was it. So as I'm walking out of her office and I see Bridget down at the, by the car, with this big smile on her face mm. and these big braces on her teeth. It finally hit me because I didn't know what to say. Right. And I got to uh, where she was and, and she says, Mommy, what about me? And I said, Honey, you did an amazing job. Yes. But you know what? You have braces. And you know when they sell these sugary cereal products... You can't wear braces. But as soon as your braces come off, mommy's going to take you back and we're going to audition in front of Iris again and, uh, you know, see what happens. And she says, okay, mommy. Bridget always had a positive attitude she about always, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she took it all in stride and uh, her braces didn't come off until she was a senior in high school. <laughs> I don't however, know. I don't however, know you would have had time. I, however, she did work in the background. She ended up working on That's right. the show. She was a stand-in for um, Home Improvement. Home Improvement That's first, right. and then uh, did some movies, and then she worked on Full House. So, yeah. um, you know, she got in there and did it. She loved it, and she met her husband on the set on a film. Yeah, and uh, so it all worked out. I think the crazy thing that I always hear, like when we're together traveling, mm-hmm. or people are in your book line and they want to meet you and they find out who you are, is they think that you were this. You and Robert were just these godly parents <laughs> who just shepherded their yeah. hearts and you raised them up in the way they should go. Know, so then when huh? they were older, they would never depart from it. And yet I know you and I know the story and your Sunday mornings were at the beach, girlfriend. That's right. That's right. That's right. So would you please like just hit it with the truth here about when God's hands on our children, like these young moms listening right now that are freaking the freak out. Okay. First of all, God is in complete control. But I love, and maybe you want to even share, share, share okay. the, what happened right. with the set life when Kurt got on Growing Pains, Candace is on Full House to get on these hit shows. I mean, shows don't even normally last a season, right. let alone become iconic shows. Right. And then now they remake Fuller House. Right. I mean, it's just crazy to me. Like the odds of that is a winning lottery ticket and you had right. two kids pop that. Right. But tell the true Hollywood story. I want people to hear what, how God used, in spite of you, what he did. Mm. Well, again, we had no idea uh, what this business was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And it certainly 
changed the normalcy of yeah, life. For sure. Uh, Robert was a school teacher. Uh, I was a homemaker. Right. So here we do, we have these children who are now doing commercials, um, running to auditions all day. Um, it, it worked, though. I mean, with Robert being a school teacher, um, he was able to pick the other two up from school. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to take the other two on auditions right. if they were to have them. Um, so there was always a parent at home. Most of the time it was That's Robert. Nice. Until yeah. I came home uh, and we did dinner. Uh, but, um, you know, this business, um, it's, it certainly is exciting. It, it's fun. Uh, I think that's the way I processed it in the beginning. Um, I didn't look at my children as becoming famous or famous. It was kind of a job. I mean, these kids were working at a very young age. And as a mom, I felt it was my responsibility when they were working to be there. Mm-hmm. not to pawn them off on another mother that might be there and go off and go shopping at the mall or right. go get a coffee or, you know, whatever. I mean, my children were working at a very young age and I felt it was my responsibility and my desire to be there with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they had to get up at four o'clock in the morning, I didn't have a driver come and pick them up at four o'clock in the morning and I kept sleeping. Right. No, no, I'm mom. I got up That's right. and we went. We, yeah. we, we did this together. I think our family did it together. However, as the years went on and the kids got um, uh, on the shows, mm-hmm. uh, our lives changed and I changed a little bit. I started seeing this other world, um, a world of, I guess being identified as Kirk and Candace's mother, these celebrity kids. Mm. and um, Which the world put on you. It wasn't like world, you walked around no, with no, a shirt no. on. Yeah, yeah. People go, oh, this yeah. is dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, I, I saw I, it. Yeah, and I, I was trying to get get through all that. I mean, I didn't even know myself. Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. I was a mom. I was trying to do the best job I could as a mom. Um, and then to be thrown into... Um, this world, um, it was, it was, it was difficult, but it was just a unfamiliar water. So let me cut in right here for one second, because yeah. when the, when Kirk and Can got the shows, mm-hmm. where do you think Christ was in your home at that time? Well, they weren't raised in a Christian home. Right. Which everyone just which dropped the mic. Yeah, just listening. Yeah, like every, what? Yeah, they were not raised in a Christian everyone home. Everyone just freaked out. No, no, listen, not, yeah. listen, everybody was not what? Raised in a Christian home. Right. right. Uh, my husband was not a believer. Uh, I, however, had a very childlike faith. Mm-hmm. I came to know Christ when I was a little girl, about 10 years old. Um, as much as uh, I desired to have my parents go to church with us, it was more of, you know, get the kids to Sunday school so we can have a few hours to ourselves. <laughs> It was a babysitter. And maybe dad would come on Christmas and Easter. You right. Know, those things. So I wasn't raised really in a Christian home. Uh, my mom, uh, I would say, uh, knew, believed in God, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't read the Bible. And so in when I raised my children, I wasn't reading the Bible to them. Right. My, <laughs> my influence, which none of them got, was having the nativity, nativity uh, little 
scene the underneath, Christmas, the Christ- underneath uh-huh. the Christmas tree. The, decor- the, 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 the little the, decoration the little, you put yeah, out. The nativity scene that you put under the Christmas tree. And I'd always wait and put, you know, the, the manger would be empty until Christmas morning. And then the baby Jesus would be in there. And that was your teaching them about Jesus. teaching of Jesus. I remember one time Kirk said, uh, he said something to me and he said, uh, there's no such thing as God. And I said, wow. what? He said, there's no such thing as God, Mom. And I said, well, you're wrong. There is a God. And I don't know what I said after that. <laughs> but I was floored. Right. And um, so what, what was the catalyst? Because anyone listening to this show looks at your family, your children, even the ones they, that aren't famous, that are famous to me, Melissa and, and Bridget, they have their own. They're very successful. Melissa's raising five kids. Bridget's got her beach body stuff she's doing. It's unbelievable. Her and John are raising their three. But some, there was a catalyst that happened in your life that completely shifted the atmosphere. Because not only are you followers of Jesus Christ, you're Jesus freaks for the Lord. You're not lukewarm. You're hot. You're not mm-hmm. cold. You're not, you don't deny. You're not lukewarm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're all in. Mm-hmm. You are all in. Mm-hmm. And what was that? Well, I think what, you know, as the years went on, my, my marriage wasn't in a good place. Right. I, I had, um, I had uh, problems. My, my husband and I had problems communicating, yeah. problems. Anyone um, else out there have problems in their marriage? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, it was, um, you know, there's, I, the word abuse is, is a tough word. Yeah. Um, but when you have emotional and uh, difference I mean not emotional differences but you're being challenged emotionally and spiritually and verbally and verbally yeah uh, it wears on you mm-hmm. and so you know as I went through uh, this journey with my children because my husband really didn't want to be part of it um, it p- took a toll and I I saw the grass greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. I saw life through the industry. I saw um, maybe how life could be, you know, maybe with another person. I wanted to be happy. Right. I wasn't happy at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I struggled quite a bit in my marriage and um, because I was looking for happiness. And I ended up separating from my husband and my children. I left my kids. Wow. I left I can't them. even imagine I know. that. No, I can't either. I can't even believe I did it. Right. But I did because I felt so strongly about what was happening in my marriage that I felt like I was drowning. Yeah. And, and the only way that I could survive and gain what I felt I wanted, my selfish needs and mm. desires, uh, I didn't care how I got it. I didn't care who I hurt. And uh, so I separated because I had a desire somewhere else. And I pursued that a little bit. Um, but God closed the door. Uh, and protected you. He closed the door. He protected me. He brought redemption. He brought 
uh, my husband and I back together. And uh, I, I really, I'm grateful for that time. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful because I learned a lot. I learned about myself and who I was and where my identity was being found. And mm-hmm. it wasn't being found in Christ. Right. I was being selfish. I was being, it didn't matter what my husband was doing or how I felt. It didn't matter how I feel, how I felt Mm -hmm. at the time, but we weren't communicating. He didn't understand what I was feeling. I didn't understand what he was feeling. Right. And so when there's no communication, then things start going in, you know, bad directions and difficult directions and, and, and it caused us to separate. However, I think there was a very strong love between us. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that love brought us back, uh, through some circumstances and that God, um, gave favor to us and restored our marriage. Uh, we'll be celebrating 48 years this year. 48? 48. Let's go. I know. So what do you say to the, to the woman listening right Mm. now, or even the man, if someone's, you know, um, that, would say they're drowning. I think it's interesting that you use that word on our show, well, Splash. splash right, yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool, buddy. But it is. I mean, we feel like we're drowning. Mm-hmm. I mean, you felt that you were hit with something so huge that you had to, like, flee. Right. And uh, and it wasn't based on facts. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't want the listeners listening because you always do this when you speak. <laughs> Barbara has a book ca- that came out years ago called A Full House of Growing Pains. I know, isn't that great? A Full House of Growing Pains. Um, A Mother's Journey Through Hollywood, where she shares this story. But when you share it on stage, and you're sharing it right now on the show, and I'm thinking you you screwed a guy. Like, you had sex with someone. You did a bear, chick, a bear, bear. Like, what happened? Okay, but no, I didn't do a bear, chick, a bear, bear. Yeah, you did in your heart. But I did in my mind. I know that, but you leave people thinking that you, like, ripped your clothes off and had sex with some man. Okay, but you didn't. I did not. No, she didn't go all the way to no, home base I didn't. but in your mind you did and that's just as bad because god right. god looks at the heart right the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart Oof. and when go when, you know it's yeah. just um yeah that was the problem so it, what would you say to this woman that's listening right now who's dehydrated she's depleted she's depressed she's over not being loved by her husband she doesn't feel cared for she doesn't feel appreciated she doesn't feel like she's ever had her own identity she got married young like you or whatever she's never even been on her own what is her relationship with christ right where is she where was i i was lost mm-hmm. i believed but i was lost I let, yeah, the demons I allowed, believe, right? And right. they shudder in hell. That's right. And yeah. there will be lies and discouragement and mm-hmm. doubt put upon you to cause you to separate from God, to go off and, and get in these dangerous places. Right. You need to come back, come back. Or if you're not even a believer right. and you're seeking, you, you feel that nudging in your heart, um, that prompting. It might think it's silly. You might think it's a myth. You might think, you know, but there's something prompting you. Go with it. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you don't believe in God. You got a bigger problem praying, than your marriage. <laughs> pray anyway. Right. And ask him to reveal himself Thank to you. you. I hear all these things. I hear people praising you and talking about how wonderful you are, but I don't know you. Right. Can you show me who you are? I want to believe. I want to. I want to have a better life. So, 
the more I grow, the more mature I get, the more I age, I see the power of prayer. It's powerful. Yeah. And when we're not connected with God, if we don't understand any of that, there are people out there who can help you. I know everybody has a friend who believes in God, the creator, not a God, but God, the creator of heaven and earth. He is real. His son is real. The Holy Spirit is here Mm -hmm. to to direct us and comfort us and guide us. I love the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I pray to God. I pray to Jesus. But the Holy Spirit, oh, Mm. I just wrap my arms around him because I feel like he is here. Right. And he's with us. Because looking at your life, you had it all, right? I mean, you had the fame, the fortune. Mm -hmm. You had means to Mm -hmm. travel. You're on private jets. You're meeting, you know. Yeah. You met them all. I've been there. Pretty much been there. And yet... The grass wasn't greener, huh? No, it sure wasn't. So with the wisdom of 48 years of marriage, a restored marriage, your husband who now gave his life to Jesus and was baptized by Kirk, by his son. That's right. He had better memory than me. No, I'm just saying because I got to to live it and you'll hear how Barbara and I splashed together later. But um, it's amazing to Mm. me how in spite of us, so you might think... My marriage is over. I'm done. That's right. I'm done. This relationship's going nowhere. I'm finished. It's too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. God God is a God of second chances. And he did not say, oops, that you married this man or this woman. And there's a beautiful plan that he has. Yours just sucks. That's right. See, your plan sucked. That's right. And that's why nothing was going your way. That's right. But God goes, my plan, I'm in the victory business. Do you want Mm -hmm. me to show you the marriage and the way I wanted it to look like and the plans that I have for your life and the desires I have to give you that are going to actually flow down to your children and now your grandchildren? What number are you at? I always say the wrong number because now I know Melissa just had the other baby. 17. 17. 17 grandchildren. 18 coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bridgie's adopting. Mm -hmm. But you... Having all this wisdom, being married for 48 years, raised four kids, two in the business, which is shark-infested waters for anyone who's listening. I mean, it's a very dangerous industry to navigate and keep kids wholesome. I mean, your kids weren't on drugs. They weren't robbing liquor stores. They weren't, you know, on poles doing porn. I mean, it's amazing. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's pretty amazing absent God because you chose to be an intentional mom and because the power of prayer was, even though you weren't totally connected with God, like you are today right didn't mean that god wasn't there that's right and that he heard everything that you prayed and he heard all of your cries and all of your tears and he's hearing the listeners right now they're listening in right now their their hurts their pain their despair and he goes do you want a new day because i can restore you i can set your feet on a rock you're on sinking sand trying to make all these decisions right now in your life and it sucks right and you're like my life sucks shalene and barbara if you knew me for a minute if you were a fly on my wall i'm telling you stay tuned we want to show you on this podcast how you can get a whole new vision and face a whole new way with your life, with your children, with your marriage, in your career, in everything. And it's all found in the best-selling book, The Bible. And we're totally willing to unpack that with you. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.